Hey, what's up, everyone? You are on the Eden Podcast, and we are so glad that you're here. I hope that the next 30 minutes will help you to become the person that God always dreamed you could be. Let's get started. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thank you so much for being here today. It is so good to have you. I want to give a special shout out to those of you who are part of the Eden family. It is such a gift that you all have continued to stay engaged and continue to be a part of the conversation over the last several weeks. It is such a gift that uh, we get to do this every week. For those of you who are joining us for the very first time, I wanna give you a special welcome. We are so grateful that you decided to be a part of the Church at Home experience. Uh, We know that it's a big step to step into a conversation like this, and so we're so glad that you did. And we really pray that these next 30 to 40 minutes, uh, really for all of us, would add value to our life that would deepen our faith, help us to get a sense that God is moving in our life. My name is Daniel, I'm the lead pastor here at Eden Church, and we are all about helping people become all that God dreamed they could be. I'm really pumped today we get to continue in a series that we started a few weeks ago called Summer Playlist. And this series has really given us a chance to speak into the unique circumstances that our community is going through right now in light of all of the disruption that has happened uh, in our world. You know, one of the things that I think is really important for us to talk about is this idea of being distracted and what that does to our faith. One of the most recent times my family and I went to an amusement park, my son Grayson and I, who's my youngest son, he's four years old, we went on the Sky Ride And that's the ride that like pulls you on a cable and you're in a little cart and it takes you from one side of the park to the other. And we were really looking forward to going on this ride. I typically tried to stay on these types of rides at Grayson's level. I don't like going on really crazy roller coasters. I like the slow moving, chill kind of rides. And we thought that's what this was going to be. And so as soon as we get scooped up into the cart, almost immediately, I am distracted by the cart in front of me because I started looking at the attachment of the cart as it was swaying and bobbing on the cable. And I noticed that the entire cart was literally held up by a hook about the size of my finger. And it made me sick to my stomach to the point where like, I literally in the cart was praying the entire time. I started sweating. I started like reasoning with myself. Okay, the chances of our cart falling is extremely unlikely given the fact that no cart today has fallen because if it had, they probably wouldn't be operating the ride. And so like this whole time, I had like this sense of fear inside of me and I was distracted by this one little detail of the entire ride to the point where I just could not enjoy the ride at all. I think that that may be a picture of what so many of us are experiencing today. I don't know about you, but I have felt so distracted at moments over the last several months And that distraction over time has sort of started to exhaust me and I've started to feel emotionally worn out because we really don't know what we can plan for in the future. My wife and I talk almost every day and we're talking about what school is going to look like and whether or not our kids can go to school or they're gonna stay home and how that's gonna impact her work and, and, and our work here at the church and, and their education. And, and some of you are probably going through a lot of those same emotions, right? Right now, we all probably thought that we were not gonna be sheltered in place and yet we're still in the same boat. And I feel like right now, so many of us are feeling distracted 
And that has adversely impacted our faith in this moment. And when your faith is impacted, it seems like it's a lot easier for us to experience anxiety. When we're struggling with our faith, it seems like it's easier for us to feel stressed out. And it may even be easier for us to go back to these old habits in our life that we never wanted to be a part of our future. But it's because our faith is, is feeling stretched. It's feeling worn out. And for many of us, maybe our faith is even feeling disconnected. And so today we're going to talk about how to have faith in moments like this. How to have faith when there are so many things that are distracting us. And so we're going to look in the Hebrew Bible, which is also known as the Old Testament. And that's actually the first part of the Bible that takes up most of Scripture. And it's really the story, the origin story of humanity and how God worked with the people of Israel to bring hope and a message of healing to the world. And so we're going to be looking at the true story of a guy named Habakkuk, who was a prophet of the southern kingdom. At this time, Israel had been split into two kingdoms. There was a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. And Habakkuk was a prophet that spoke directly primarily to the southern kingdom. And a prophet literally means, the word literally means mouthpiece of God. And so the way that it would work is God would speak to the prophet and the prophet would then communicate God's message to the people. But there was something really unique about Habakkuk's career is that he didn't operate that way as far as we know. We know that Habakkuk was living in this really unique time where there was a lot of social unrest, social injustice, frustration, lawlessness happening in the land. And so what we see is actually Habakkuk struggling with his faith in this moment. And he's posing these questions to God. He's asking God these really hard questions. And so that's where we're going to pick up this morning in Habakkuk chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. We're going to see that Habakkuk is really starting to try to make sense of the reality that he sees and the truths that he knows to be consistent with God's character and why those two things seem to be so distant from one another. Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. He says, how long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Violence is everywhere. I cry, but you do not come to save. Must I forever see these evil deeds? Why must I watch all this misery? Wherever I look, I see destruction and violence. I'm surrounded by people who love to argue and fight. Can I get an amen if you have been on social media lately? The law has become paralyzed. There is no justice in the courts. The wicked far outweigh, outnumber the righteous, so that justice has become perverted. His question was, how long, O Lord? How long, God, will you allow for the wickedness and the evil and the suffering and the tension and the fighting to continue? And I feel like you can, you can hear the frustration in Habakkuk's voice. I have been uh, having conversations on social media more than I have ever had in my entire life. Uh, I've been having them over the last few weeks. And, and as I've been engaging more than normal, I am noticing a pattern. And you can really get a sense of people's emotional state as they are writing. Now, sometimes you can, you can misunderstand that, but oftentimes you get a sense of the frustration that people feel given how they write or the emojis that they attach to their thoughts. And I think that you can get a sense of the same thing in Habakkuk's writing that there is this deep sense of frustration. God, how long must we call for help and you do not listen? 
And I think that the same question that Habakkuk is posing to God right now is maybe a question that you have asked at some point over the last few weeks or the last few months. God, how, how long is this going to last and you do nothing? How long are we going to be sheltered in place? How long am I going to have to be my child's teacher? How long am I going to be out of work? How long is this financial hardship going to continue? God, how long are we going to be in this? And I think that when we start to ask those kinds of questions, it exposes some of the tension that we're feeling in our faith. And I think that it's probably easier for us in those moments to be distracted by all the problems and for our faith to suffer. And so this morning, we're going to talk about how to have faith in these moments. And so we're going to look at how God responds to Habakkuk in verse 5. It says, The Lord replied, Look around at the nations. Look and be amazed. For I am doing something in your own day, something you wouldn't believe even if someone told you about it. I want you to write this down. This is the first point. That if we're going to have faith in moments like this, we have to know that just because God seems silent doesn't mean that he's absent. So God was explaining to Habakkuk that he wasn't uh, unaware of what they were going through. In fact, he was working something underneath the scenes that he says that even if I told you about it, you wouldn't believe me. God was raising up an army, the nation of Babylon, to humble the people of Israel. And it was serving as a sort of discipline for Israel. And, and not because God wanted to hurt them, but because he wanted to heal them. And any parent knows that there is an appropriate level of discipline that you apply to your children as an act of love and not as an act of evil, not because you want to harm them, but because you want to help them and to develop them. And really, that was the heart that God had for his, his people. He wanted to humble them so that they would return back to God because so much of what they were doing was outside of God's best for their life. And so God tells Habakkuk, you have no idea of what I am working beneath the surface right now. You can't see it, but when you do, you will know it's from me. So don't for a second think that just because you can't see my work doesn't mean that I am not at work. And I think that, that maybe that's what a lot of us need to hear today, that if you have been praying for someone, that you've been calling out to God, you've been struggling, you've been suffering, you've been frustrated, and you think, where is God in the midst of my suffering? Where is God in the middle of my problems? I think God wants you to know the same thing that he wanted Habakkuk to know, that just because you don't see what I'm doing doesn't mean that I'm not at work. Look at what the psalmist says in chapter 46, verse 1 in the book of Psalms. It says, God is our refuge, our strength and our ever-present help in time of need. The word ever-present means a duration that cannot be measured. That God was saying that there is no limit to my love, there is no depth, there is no sacrifice that I wouldn't make to help you in a time of trouble. I think that if we're going to have faith in these moments, we've got to understand how deep and powerful God's love is for us. And that if we don't see him working, that doesn't mean that he is absent, that he is not aware of what we are going through. Number two, look at Habakkuk, God's response to Habakkuk in chapter two, verse two and three. It says, then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. 
The vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Number two, if you want to have faith, you've got to have patience. I feel like for so many of us, so often the strength of our faith is tied to timing. When we pray, we want to see God respond immediately because the thing that is true that all of us probably know is that waiting patiently is really, really hard, right? When we're waiting for God to respond to a prayer, that is a challenge. And you know that just like I know that. Because right now, chances are most of us that are in the conversation right now are waiting on God for something. We're waiting for God to answer a prayer of healing for someone that we love. We're waiting for God to restore a relationship in our life. We're waiting for God to help us find intimacy. We're waiting for God to help us, help give us the strength perhaps to, to overcome a bad habit or an addiction in our life. Most of us right now in this moment are waiting on God for something. And so we know how hard it is to be patient and to continue to have faith in the moment. But the problem with us tying our faith to timing is that so often God's timing is not our timing. God's plan is not our plan. Where we want God to resolve a problem in our life in a moment, God knows that sometimes the best thing is to resolve the problem over a season or to address the issue over time. Because in those moments of tension, I think that God has a way of revealing truth about who we are that we could not learn if we did not go through the process of tension, of living in between the prayer and the promise. I think that if we can learn to have patience in between the prayer and the promise, our faith will become less about timing and so much more about the person that our faith is in. I heard someone once say that the challenge is to have faith in the dark until it is light again. Number three, we're in Habakkuk chapter two, verse four. Look at what God says. He says, look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked, but the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. I want you to write this one down as well. That if we want to have faith, we have to be faithful. My coach in college always used to tell the guys who would spend more time in the gym then in the practice room, he would tell them, if you want to get good at wrestling, there's really just one way to keep wrestling. There's only one way to get better at wrestling, and that is to wrestle. I think that in a sense, God is telling Habakkuk the same thing, that if we want to have faith, the way that we continue to have faith and to grow our faith and to strengthen our faith is by being faithful, by being faithful in moments where it is difficult. And he's not saying have faith, the type of faith that allows for us to maybe just have an intellectual assent, but the type of faith that actually causes us to give up something meaningful in our life if it means being obedient to God in the process. That is what it means to have, to be faithful. And I love the way that Habakkuk responds in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 through 19. He says, even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crops fail and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flock 
Flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. And what he's saying is that even though my situation looks bleak, even though the crops have failed and there's famine in the land and there's social injustice and even though there is social unrest, even though there is tension, even though there's pandemics happening in our world, even though there's tension in my family, even though there's frustration on social media and there seems like there's widespread division in our world, even in that moment, I'm going to choose to rejoice in the God of my salvation. Sometimes the boldest thing that you can declare in a moment like this is, God, all I want is you. That I'm not here for what you can do for me. I'm not here for your help in my career. I'm not here for you for, for in this relationship for any other reason outside of the fact that I love you. And I think that what we begin to see here is this transition happening in Habakkuk's perspective where in the beginning, we see that he was focusing on all the problems that were going on around him, that he was worried about a situation here, and, and, and it seems as though now his eyes are now focused on God, that he's now focused on the promise instead of the problems. And what he's learning is that if he focuses on the promise, it will address the problems. I thought it was really interesting when my son and I went on that ride and I was distracted by the cart in front of me and it kind of took away from the entire process, I was, I was afraid and anxious the whole time we were up on that cable cart. But every time I looked at my son, I realized that like he didn't have a worry in the world. He wasn't afraid, he wasn't scared, he was enjoying the entire ride. And I thought that his posture in that moment was so telling about the faith and the comfort that he had the, about for the experience that he had on that ride. Because his little arms were just wrapped around my arms, his head was rested on my shoulder, and almost every time I looked at him, he was just staring at me. I think part of the reason why you and I may be struggling to have faith in this moment is because we are so distracted by all the problems that are happening in our world. And it's so easy for us when our focus is on the problems and when our focus is on the fear and our focus is on the uncertainty that our faith becomes exhausted. And that's because what we are primarily feeding ourselves with is the uncertainty of our circumstance instead of feeding our hearts and our minds with the promise that God has for us. And I don't know what that has looked like for you over the last few months. But I know for me, it's easy to get distracted. And I notice that peace usually only comes when I change my perspective. When I stop trying to stay completely engaged on social media, when, I'm, when I take a step back from consuming news, I notice and I begin to focus my heart and my mind on God, I notice that there is a sense of peace that comes in those moments. And I think that maybe the challenge for you this week is to take a step back from how much you're consuming 
on Fox News or CNN or MSNBC or how much social media you're consuming or how many of those hard conversations you're gauging in. And maybe this week for you, it is a moment to step back and to realign your heart with God, to realign your mind with God's promise and with God's truth and begin to see how is that impacting your joy? How is that impacting your heart? I know that for others of us, maybe you stepped into this conversation this morning and this was for you the very first time that you begin to consider maybe, maybe filling my heart and my mind with God's promise may actually heal some of the tension that I feel right now. If that's you this morning, I want to give you an opportunity to step into faith in a way that maybe you never have before. And that is simply to invite God on the journey, to allow for God to help direct your path, to give you some vision for your life, to give you some purpose, and to see how that begins to impact the way that you're processing your life. The Bible says that it's actually really simple process. It's not like you have to go and do anything. It's not about how much you know or how much you have or how much you give or even what you've done. It is about trusting God right now in this moment, asking him to lead you, to lead your life and trusting him enough and believing that he loved you enough that he would send his son to die for you. So in this moment, right now, if that is you, if you want to take a step of faith, I want to invite you to pray with me by simply closing your eyes and bowing your head and repeating this prayer after me in your heart. Dear God, thank you for loving me even when I didn't love you. God, I ask that you would forgive me of every time I chose to live my life outside of your best for me. This morning, I want to begin following you because when I've done it my own way, it has left me tired and exhausted and overwhelmed. Today, I want to step out of that old life and I want to begin following you. I want to trust you in obedience. I want to trust that even when I don't see it, you're working. I want to be patient for you to come in your timing and not my timing. God, I want to walk with you. In Jesus' name, I believe.